The sound of every creaking floor and the sound of every door. I snuck out my window praying mama wouldn't hear. If you listen to it carefully, it tell you love was spoken here. Guys, that was the beginning of one of my favorite songs now, uh, Andy Holloman. And uh, we'll let you listen to the rest of it later, but this is Gotta Love Texas Music. Hey, y'all. I'm Honey. I'm Catherine. Uh, so the, this week, we sat down with Andy Holloman in New Braunfels at Jake and Becca's house. Um, that's our go-to recording studio Yeah. while we're down there. Thanks again, Jake and Becca. We love you bunches. Yeah, we actually had a deer sit outside the window during the recording. Dude. It was really neat. She literally laid down outside the window right next to Andy while Andy was singing. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was amazing. so cool. She walked up and she looked inside and Andy started singing and she literally laid down it underneath the window and, and listened to the rest of the podcast. So Our intro is not going to be long this time because I, I do believe you're going to fall in love with Andy Holloman hearing her voice and hearing her personality. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Hey, y'all. So we are here hanging out in New Braunfels, Texas with... Andy Holman. Hey, Andy. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And I'm sorry that we're a little bit behind. We we just recorded um, Terry Tanner, and we yeah. went over a little bit, but we were having a good time. So. No, get, thanks for get, having me. Don't get startled. The deer looked in that window earlier. Oh, yeah. The deer the deer almost coming up to the... It's a great spot. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So now we're back at uh, Beck and Jake's house. Yeah. And, they, we love it when they let us use this because this is such a just a nice, comfortable property. It is, and it has it has it has pretty good pretty good sound in here too, so it's not too bad. Um, so, man, I, we I've only seen before right now. I've literally only seen you play one song. Yeah, and it was a cover, <laughs> and literally I'm running up to the stage as you're getting off of the stage, and people were surrounding you, talking to you, and I'm like, no, I need to talk to her because. <laughs> I want I want her on the podcast, and that was back um, on St. Patrick's Day. We were there yeah. to see um, Allie Matthijs. Allie Matthijs at the poorhouse. Yes, um, me too. I was crazy, there to see her. Yeah, it was a crazy scene, and you said mm-hmm. that you weren't even planning on playing. Oh no, I was. Um, yeah, I just brought my. You know, I was wearing my green dress. You know, and and she said she had a neighbor that requested Aretha. And she's like, well, as a matter of fact, I have a friend that knows how to sing Aretha. And so she asked me to come out and do it. And, of course, I very willingly did it because when Allie Matthijs asked me to sing on her stage, I'm never going to tell her no. <laughs> she's Allie Matthijs, and she's my friend, too. So, But, man, so it was very – I'm so glad that you did. Because, yeah, me too. Because uh, then we got to hear you, and now here you are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was one of my favorite songs of all time. I mean, cool. Yeah. Queen Aretha is just Well, I'm like, glad you enjoyed it then because oh, it's a little bit of a different version, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. But uh, So I've, I've never heard any of your originals, and I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited I'm, to sing them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't you – why don't you start us off with one? Is okay. That okay. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which one do you want to start with first? Um, let's go ahead and do uh, Getting Stoned. Okay, awesome. And this is just about, uh, you know, when you're off doing what I do, uh, it's not, it, you know, it, it, it's great when people just let me do it without criticizing and don't throw stones, man. We're just out doing what we love to do, so... All right, this is called Getting Stoned. Jesus said to all 
I really did. <laughs> Man, um, I, I love your voice. Uh, Thank just, you. Your, your voice is just crazy. Um, but I, I love the song. Thank you. Uh, it's one of my newer ones. Uh, very, very cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, with all of the judgmentalness and crap in this day and age, I mean, that definitely needs to be said. Because, so much yeah. judging. And, and that's okay. I mean, we put ourselves out there. Uh, and we just have to accept that with the positive feedback, just as much as the negative feedback. But, you know, we still have feelings and um, especially a girl, I'm a, you know, I'm just a girly <laughs> girl sometimes. And, you know, and I, I look back at some of the comments people make when you're on stage and and it just is like, man, why are you throwing stones? I'm up here doing what I love, you know? Oh, man. I, so it's hard. Yeah. It's it's really fun sometimes. And, and I get more positive feedback than negative. Don't wow. get me wrong. Man, those and haters are going to hate. Them. Yeah, I mean, they are. And, and they're, they're, you know, those people can. You know, well, me personally, just, I've never understood that. Why do we have to have it? I mean, everybody says, oh. well, you have to have the negative to get the positive. I'm like, mm, but you don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, There's no reason to. And, and I find that a lot of times the people that are screaming negative, they're really talking about themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I, I have to realize that. But writing songs like that when you're angry at something that somebody said just comes easily. So you just have to like, I just take it out on the, these six strings on my guitar, <laughs> the four strings that have to be changed very often. <laughs> Someone said the other day that, you know, happiness doesn't produce very many great songs. You know? You know, I mean, it's it's the strife and the struggles and the, the pain through the yeah. journey that, that does it. So Yeah, yeah. it's because it's real life. And so when other people hear it, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been through that. Oh, yeah. And it helps. It's... um. It helps. It's like therapy. Yeah. So it's sure. like great literature. You know, you don't read and want to be perfectly happy through everything. Everything's mm. perfect. It's, oh, well, today the sun came out and the rainbow came out and then I went to sleep. There's know. a few good songs like that, but there are. There's there are. just not very many. many. No. <laughs> don't worry, be happy, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, man, I mean, how long have you been doing music? 
Uh, well, you know, my poor family had to listen to me sing on the top of my lungs as a kid, but I really got into music in high school when someone, one of my best friends was like, oh, uh, you sound like Mariah Carey, so you should probably sing some more. And I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. And so I joined choir and it was a good time. And then I just started writing songs um, in my young adulthood. I didn't pick up the guitar till I was 22. I'm now 41. Um, and then I just, I actually started writing music before I ever learned any covers um, because wow. I had a new baby and I was kind of just at home, you know, taking care of him and, and it was awesome. But I also wanted to do something for myself and I wanted to start writing music. And so I picked up a guitar and I started writing. And so I just, I did that first and I used to play at fairs and festivals and um, back in the early 2000s. And I just decided that, uh, you know, I, I needed to be a mom for a little bit and um, do with that. I, I, had, I was a general manager at uh, Taco Bell, uh, Whataburger, mm-hmm. and, you know, just I was a general manager at restaurants, uh, you know, for a little bit. And it provided uh, living and a roof over our heads and insurance. And, you know, when he moved out, I kind of, you know, became the empty nester and just kind of start, I picked up my guitar again and about, well, I picked it up again about five years ago and I've been gigging now for about four. Four? Yeah. Okay. So, is this your sole thing you do? Uh, it is now. Okay. I lost okay. my job at um, a restaurant and um, during COVID mm. and I decided, well, it's now or never. I'm in my 40s. <laughs> Right. So I figured it's now or never. Let's do this, and yeah, and that's a really tough time to well, get started. Yeah, yeah uh, it is. Is during COVID. Yeah, and this is when I would consider myself. I really got started like a few years ago. Wow. I just started going open mics, and it has just taken off since then. I mean, it's been years, four years now. But wow. yeah. and you host an open mic. I do host an open mic at, at the Phoenix Saloon uh-huh. every Wednesday night at eight o'clock. And I usually ha- tell people to come sign up at 7.30. And I am there nine times out of ten. Every now and then I'll have a gig that I can't pass up or I don't want to pass up. Right. But most of the time I'm there. Right. So, so well, and I want to I want to mention something. Um, like, you, you had a family tragedy a few weeks ago. Yeah. And you were not able to do your open mic. I wasn't. At Phoenix. Mm-mm. And so I, I was seeing you post, you know, because we're friends on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden I see that... Cody Canada is yeah. going to be hosting your open mic. <laughs> and I looked at my husband and we live four hours away, four and a half hours away. And I said, mm-hmm. babe, if we leave right now, we could get to the Phoenix before it's over. <laughs> yeah. If we leave right now. And, and, he, and he's like, honey, <laughs> it's a school night. We both have to work tomorrow morning. But this is important, man. Like, but this is important. <laughs> so I actually, I, I, I reached out and I, I messaged Cody because I was like, dude. That's pretty impressive. That somebody would take the time. He's awesome. Listen, the Canada's. he did that. The Canadas have helped me whenever I've asked them for help, which hasn't been a lot because I know that they've they've got this amazing life. And but at the same time, they don't ever let that get to their heads. They're just Man. the most down to earth, real friends. You know, they're just friends to everyone, and I I definitely feel like I'm their friend, and th- that's because they make me feel that way. That was just the coolest and, thing. And, yeah, yeah, I just thought it was really great that. that they were like, is there anything we can do to help? And you just tell people, you know, you don't really know what you can do to help, but when you have someone like Shannon who reaches out and says, hey, 
we'll help you do this because we know that you need help with that. So let's just do it. And I'm like, I'm not going to say no. Thank right. you for helping me. You well, know, and I'm, I'm sure that, he didn't do it for, you know, our little podcast to mention it. No, but we have no, no, for somebody no. to do something like that. We've had this happen twice now. Yeah. With yeah. Uh, one of Jason Heron, his, his wife, she had a medical emergency and, um, somebody reached out and he's like, Hey, you know, what can I do? And he's like, man, if you could, if you could play my gig tonight. And the guy was like, yeah, no problem. Well, not only did he play the gig, but he gave Jason the money. Oh, you know, well, so, and I'm, in, in fact, we recorded him, um, Travis. Mm -hmm. He, uh, and so his episode will be out sometime soon. Yeah. Well. Cody and Cody and the, the crew that came out on Wednesday night. Um, I ended up with, with a couple hundred bucks in my Venmo because they knew that we needed help, you right. know? And so, they, they definitely weren't there for the money. They weren't there. Just, they were just selfless. They were there for you. They are there to help because need. they need it. They understand when someone needs help. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. And so man, I just, and I love, I love that about this whole community. Great you community. I family. Mean, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, we met you because of, of Allie. I think that we met Allie probably because of Sean mm -hmm. Hart. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and we met, Michael Newman because of Devin and we met, I mean, it's just like, mm -hmm. it's a big, you know, I love circle. all those guys. Yeah. 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 It, it's too. almost a little overwhelming sometimes how, you know, you always, as a human, you're looking at all these people being so nice to each other and helping each other out so much. And you're like, where's the chink in the armor? You're, you're going to let me down. You're human. Yeah. You know, but it hasn't <laughs> happened when we come down here yet. It's just been like, like I said, it's some, sometimes it's just almost emotionally overwhelming how, yeah. Yeah. Pleasant everybody is. I feel very lucky to be here mm -hmm. I, in New Braunfels. You know, I think about all these places like Nashville and Austin, and um, but I wouldn't trade being here for any of those places. I think that I'd like to make my way to Nashville at some time to record, but I'm definitely not going to record anything short of like Texas, uh, Americana, Red Dirt. Right. You know, because that's what I do. And that's who you are. Yeah. yeah. So, and I like those kinds of producers that help produce that kind of music. So, which I have one right now. His name's Keith Davis, and he has been producing my music. And he, he's done um, music for, uh, I know, Bonnie Bishop and Cody Johnson and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And and it's just so neat to be able to do that. Right. So yeah, work with those people. Yeah. 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 That's phenomenal. Well, I think a lot of it down here is, is there's plenty. I mean, okay. So if let's say Sean makes it big, he, he's not taking away your fame. No. And there's not, only, and this is what everybody's realized is there's not a limited amount of fame. And if they take it, then you don't get it. Yeah. And it's, we I, don't I do just, that here. I don't I just love the attitude. I think there's a very tiny and minimal group that feel that way, but I just think for right. the most part, we we show up to all each all each other's shows mm -hmm. yeah. because we love each other's music and right. we know what it feels like to feel supported and it's like hey I have no ill feelings toward you because you're doing this too I I can learn from you mm -hmm. so I'm going to show up and learn from you and then congratulate you for working hard to get on that stage because it's not easy exactly for sure and that's what friends do for each other so you you do have the 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 open mic night at Phoenix where else do you play around town um. So I do also at the Phoenix every Saturday from one to three. That's my most like regular um, gig or, or it just is one of the ones that I know I always have. It's mm -hmm. every Saturday from one to three. And I usually have my trio with me, which is uh, Connor Montoya. He's my um, bass slash mandolin player. Coolest mm -hmm. kid ever. He's so talented. 
And then I have my lead guitarist, Bobby Schmeichel, uh, with me every Saturday. And then those guys kind of, sometimes they're with me and sometimes it's just solo. Sometimes it's just me and Connor. Um, but I, I play everywhere. I'm, um, I opened up for Zach Wilkerson at Green Cottages last night, Mm -hmm. which was really fun. So I, they, they asked me to come and open for their artists there. Um, so check them out. Uh, it's the Green Cottages. Uh, you can Google it. They'll, they have all their shows posted. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I played the poor house. I've recently played a river Rose tavern. Okay. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing what I can to branch out of central Texas. So I'm going to start playing in Katy, um, Victoria, Houston. Awesome. So Very yeah, cool. I'm trying Very to branch nice. up to Dallas somehow and even Tulsa. Okay. So. Very cool. So yeah. where, um. What would be the venue that you would just really like to, like your dream? dream well, gig? listen, I came here to New Braunfels because I went to Green Hall and I saw Susan Gibson playing and singing and she was just awesome. And the complete thing of what's like, I, I know I can come here and do that if I worked really hard. I, and that was seven years ago, over right. seven years, almost going on eight years now. And I, I knew I could do that. And, uh, and so Green Hall is kind of, been, I've sang at Green Hall a couple of times as a guest, mm-hmm. but I, I really want my own show. And I did meet with the lady and she said for me to send her my stuff and make sure I have four hours worth of music and which I do. And I can't, I can totally do. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the release of my music. So it's okay. kind nice. of what I'm, I shouldn't wait. I should just go, but um, it's a process to release music. So it is for sure. Yeah. So I'm just kind of trying to stay in that little process there. And where, um, so you don't have any music released right now. You're in, you're in the process of recording and, and getting it released. Correct. Right? So I didn't really pick up re- recording until I started, you know, I was playing at the Redbird listening room on a songwriter's night and my producer is actually the one he was there and we kind of, you know, linked up, And he, he's just been really supportive. He, and he never, you know, it's, it's about the music for him. He's like, let's do this. I want to record you. I think it's going to be a great time. You're good. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay. And so I I just, it's kind of just started from there really to kind of pick up, I would say, and just, I want to record my own music and sing my own music. And I do play a lot of covers to entertain Um, and I actually enjoy playing covers. Uh I really enjoy it. And so, uh, I think it's, you know, funny when people say, oh, you play covers. Well, I play both because I really enjoy both. You know, I mean, I, I don't like judgmental people. That's one of the reasons why I like your getting stone song. But I mean, cause it's, it's so easy to be nice. Um, and I think it's almost even hard to be judgmental. So why put in that effort? Yeah. To be judgmental? Yeah. But, it does I mean, take effort for me sometimes, <laughs> but maybe sometimes I do it and I don't realize it too. You know, but I mean, you know, in this day and age, I mean, and until you make it quote unquote, you know, big, you, you almost have to play some covers. Yeah. Uh, you know I mean? You do a, because you don't have four hours. Most, most artists don't have four hours of original music. Yeah. And that's what some gigs need. Yeah. But also, I mean, you know, you're working for money. You're working for tips and, exactly. and covers. Girl, I'll tell you that when I sing Selena, 
the tips roll in. I bet. I, and, I and I learned, I, I memorized music in Spanish because I have a huge Selena fan. Uh-huh. And, and people love it. Yeah. You yeah. know, the serious musicians are like, you know, some are like, that's a weird selection, you know, but I no. love it and the audience loves it and I have a great time. Devin Bay sang The Grinch in the <laughs> middle of May? He's so good. April, He's March. great. I mean, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we went, yeah. we went to go see him, and he sang the Grinch, and it was. I'm hilarious. sure he did. I'm and, sure he did. You know, I mean, you know, he was at my show was at River Rose a, a couple nights ago. I sang with my friend Kayla Jane, and um, she had a show at River Rose, and she invited me to sing with her. And Devin Bay stopped by, and that was great to see him. <laughs> In fact, we were going to try to go to possibly see him later this afternoon. I don't know. We may. Uh, I got a question. Uh, you were talking earlier about, I'm sorry, we were talking earlier about uh, you and a couple other girls playing. Yeah, I play in a group called the Billy Jeans. Mm-hmm. And they, we kind of put this together um, several months back, you know, and we've, we've been rehearsing here and there. And we've actually had a few shows already. And people are hungry to hear more, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I play, it's myself, so Andy Holloman, um, and Ali Matice, mm-hmm. Kayla Jane, and Kalani. And there we are all individual, separate solo artists. Mm-hmm. And we've been to each other's shows. We've sang together, um, you know, duos, kind of like song swap situations. And I've always just kind of want to put a group of girls together, but you have to kind of make sure it's a really good group of girls, like with the good, good heads on their shoulders, right. not drama. Yeah. Um, and as girls, you know, I think we have that, uh, you know, it, people expect that's what's going to happen, but you know, these girls, you know, we don't, we don't argue. We don't, you know, it's just, we get through it if we have any differences and, and really gracefully. And it's, uh, and it's a great dynamic somehow. And it's a great dynamic musically on top of that. Wow. So when we sound good together mm-hmm. and. Well, you know, the, the music industry has always been male dominated. I mean, we all yeah. know that. It's, it's, it is. You know, every since. Absolutely. You know, right. We've talked about Dolly Parton and what she went through just to get her stuff, to get away from, you know, Porter Wagner and all right. that stuff. To get mm-hmm. her, and get to her control stuff. of her mm-hmm. music. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't like it. We, we haven't got to produce too many women on this podcast because they're, but I'm working they're hard on to it. find. Like, you yeah. know, of course, I love Alan no, I, yeah. Her song, yeah. Red Bird, is one of my favorite songs. Oh, she's yeah. oh. But, <laughs> so but good. It, it's, I, I like it. I like how y'all present it. I mean, it seems like you're helping each other out, but you're mm-hmm. also celebrating the fact that y'all are in this industry just as much as yeah. any anybody man. else. Yeah. Ali, Ali and Kayla Jean were at my show last night supporting me. <laughs> You know, we really are truly friends and we truly love each other and care about each other, which makes it so much fun on stage and at rehearsals. We have a great time. Very so cool. I'd love to so, do a live podcast or something like that. Oh, we, me too. And yeah. they would love to do it. So uh, just let me know and I'll, I can okay. get those girls out. Yeah. So yeah. I know that they would love it. We'll, um, we'll be back in, again in July. So yeah. We're here all the time. Um, just because, well, we just love this area. Yet. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but anyway, um, so you, you talked about doing covers, um, and you always make good money when you, when you, when you play Selena, what's, what is your, but what is your, your favorite cover song to play? Oh, well, I mean, I used to be in a Motown band for a little bit. And so I, I really like Aretha a lot. Uh-huh. So, but really my favorite song to cover is probably Chain of Fools. Okay. It's probably the most requested. Um, and that's why, that's why we met you. Is because yeah. You played that. 
I do Alicia Keys, and that one's requested Very a nice. lot. Uh, some Beyonce, okay. and and so I, you know, but I also do a lot of country too. So, but I, I really love that soulful um, Motown feel a lot. So What's I try to incorporate a little bit of soul into my my oh. Americana. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think I like to hear you do me and Bobby McKinney. Oh, I really do. I really you know do. what? I, I do get awesome. I do get requests for that all the time. I should probably um, add it to my repertoire. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you, I think I think with your voice and especially when you get really out there, like you were doing with Chain of yeah. Fools that day, I, th- I think it would be awesome. Of course, yeah. that's one of my favorites. It is. Well, I'll favorites. do it. I'll do it. Of course, I'd like to hear Selena one day now. Too. <laughs> I know that's out of character, but Selena is probably one of my favorite out of. My generation artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's. I sometimes in my shows, I'll I'll say, hey, I do I do an English Selena song and a Spanish one. The English one, um, "Dreaming of You," that one where she holds a really long note. When I was a teenager, I would try to match it and hold it as long as she could. So I I like to say that she was my first vocal instructor. She and Aretha <laughs> were both my first vo- vocal instructors and Mariah. So That's awesome. <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what's the one song that you absolutely hate getting requested to play? Dreams by um Fleetwood Mac. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not a fan. And and I don't, I don't know how to play it. Oh, yeah. See, so we talked to. I do love to sing Landslide, though. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, oh. It, I love Landslide. So I, I love this song. Anybody but the original. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> but, I just, I'm not a big fan of hers. Never yeah. Yeah. But, I'm a huge fan. I just, I just don't. Everyone does dreams. Right. Every, you know, and, and it's on a, It's just one of those songs you can't get away from. <laughs> like Wagon Wheel, yeah. Well, Peyton, like Wagon Wheel. Peyton said we were recording. Uh, interviewed Peyton Howie a few weeks ago and uh, and she's like if I don't like this song I just don't learn to play it and then I can literally go I'm sorry I don't, don't know how to play it, it. And, and it's it's total you I know, may or may like, not have done that with dreams to, to, total art, you know because I'm I sorry I don't know how to play it I don't know how to play it I was I asked someone to play a song and they just looked at me one day and went no <laughs> Yeah. Let me get that twenty out of your bucket. Yeah, uh, we, we call you him the person. Okay. You can at least say nicely. He's you can be nice. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's funny, and we're friends, so I can give him a hard time. Yeah. But and we don't ever say who it is because I, I mean, we, you let we, people we, wonder. Well, and we also, I mean, we we tell funny stories. And we might talk, you know, tell negative stories, but we never say who it is or what the venue was or anything else. Right. Yeah. Cause it's funny as long as you're not bad mouthing. Yeah, someone, absolutely. You know? So yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of our thing. We, we try that's, not to, that's we try not to throw to stones. <laughs> Thank you. So well, my, my music is affecting people. It's affected too, right here. I, I tell you this. So when, when you first told me the name of the song, of course, you know where my mind went. Okay, yeah. here we go. Another acid song, you know, it, but, but I liked it because to me it almost had a, well, and as soon as you said, no, it's not about that. I'm like, I bet I know what it's about. I had yeah. no clue. I was sitting there going, what else could it be about, about if you're talking about getting stoned? You know, and, 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 I, and I tell my students that all the time, you know, and I had to explain to them what, you know, don't throw stones in glass houses. I had yeah. to explain that to them because yeah. they had never heard it before. Yeah. So, you know, everybody has something that they don't want out in the open. Oh, I don't want anyone looking in my closet. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. And that's no. what we always ask. So always I don't ask the artist, anyone else's. You know, is, there, is there any topics that, you know, are kind of off limits or you want us to avoid? And every single one of them has been like, I'm an open book. I'm like, I'm like oh, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, really? I, I am. I'll say anything. You, I'll, I'll talk about it. If you have questions, you can ask me. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, for what I, you know, and I asked Peyton Howie this. I mean, I, I know it's hard being a woman. Okay, because Peyton is young. You know, she's like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, Remy Riley is like 17. 17. But as a woman, it's got to be difficult dealing with some of these alpha male yeah. models yeah. that think that yeah. they're doing you a favor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I have a few of those, um, you know, and it's, it, it's one of those where it's like, I, I don't, and then you come across as a diva sometimes. Like, I don't mean to be a diva, but you know, I memorize the music. I write the lyrics and the songs. I, I memorize, you know, the covers and I, you know, I, I do all the booking and I, you know, so it's, it's like, you know, I'm my own boss here, you know, and, and so it, I do get the alpha male, uh, entitled thing sometimes but at the same time i'm so i am so grateful to the male musicians who i have you know scooped up along the way and they have never treated me that way right so um the people that i keep in my circle i don't i don't allow that so it's it's right. it's rather enjoyable what i do yeah because well, i keep it that way it's the old breakfast club you know sword from high school you know you do your slut you don't your prude you know you, you as a woman you go out and take you take up for world. yourself you take up for yourself you're, then you're, you're a bitch. If you don't then you're not yeah you know, oh yeah for serious. sure I'm, I'm i'm sure there's plenty of people out there who could say i'm a diva or a bitch or whatever, which I hope not many people say that, but, but at the same time I can be assertive because this is my business and my name, my name is my business and I want, well, it's your brand and it's my brand. Right. And so I want it to have good things attached to it. Right. So if it, if I feel like there's a negative thing attached to it, I'm going to get rid of it. Exactly. And, um, and people can look at that negatively, but for the most part, you know, if you don't allow negativity around you, then you're going to produce most, positive stuff even if it's like a negative song like it's a right it's like an angry song it's it came it's and now people are enjoying it you know right because they can relate to it so yeah i mean it's it is hard as a girl one one time i to answer your question one time i decided to do a little personal project where i I listened to cmt or something like that um one of those video like a couple years ago and I just turned it on. And it was like the top 20, um, top t- or top 40 or top 100. It was like the top 100. And it took all day for them to go through it. Uh-huh. And I jotted down how many times a woman sang in comparison to a man on that top 100. And there was like three or four. Wow. wow. And I was like, you know, how can I change this? Right. You know, the only way I can change I know how to change it is to just go out and do it. Yeah. I mean, so, so you're the, let me think, you're the third, oh, fourth, you're the fourth woman that we've recorded so far. Well, thank you. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, one, one we're, we're not going to release, but, um, the, but I've, I've reached out to probably four, at least four or five others that were in the process because I, I wanted to almost, it's, it's hard to do almost 50% just so because, hard. just because there are a lot more male there are out there, there are. but i mean that was one of the things that i wanted to do as a female think to help support reach out to juliana rankin i'll give you a whole list okay yeah. kayla jane yeah just Kalani just Brent. literally on facebook tag both of us in it and say hey meet here you go we've there. talked about doing a live <laughs> you know a live actual podcast where the singers get up and do it like a writer's round or something but i, I got to think i was telling kathy about it you know i'd love to get like ellen you 
mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and a couple others. Or that, maybe even just the, the where the audiences yeah. could ask questions and everything else on the oh, podcast. So that'd be, be so, so cool. much fun. You know? That'd be so much fun. That'd There's so, so cool. many things that we want But there's also do. so many good male artists. Oh, there course. are. And we so love them. So many. And especially here in town, y'all have had some great ones. Yep. Yep. And I'm just looking for more. I'm so grateful that y'all have. You know, y'all try to do that 50-50, but that's, I mean, right. we so know, even as females, we know that that's impossible. <laughs> right. But I, so, I want to I make sure that, you know. I love the effort. People, we appreciate that. Yeah, as as a voice as possible. So you mentioned um, some of the influences, right? You said, you know, Selena was your first voice coach. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, of course, Aretha. I mean, so what, tell me what you, what are your influences? What what did you listen to growing up? What kind of music spoke to your soul? My parents were really good with this. Uh, my mom was had a beautiful voice, and she never did anything with it other than sing me to sleep at night. So I think I, I got my ear from her. Um, my, you know, I can hear a pitch, I guess. Uh, thanks, mom. And uh, you know, we listened to. Uh, if, we grew up listening to Beach Boys and, awesome. you know, a lot of oldies and stuff like that. So uh, I, we listened to a lot of Dan Fogelberg. I don't know if you know who that is. but we, listened to, <laughs> like, we love music. What do you yes. mean? Leader of the band, man. Yes. It's, it's, uh, that's nostalgic to me. He wrote that Eagles. I listened to a lot of Eagles. Um, my parents just had a kind of a groovy uh, mix of music there. So. We are big Eagles fans. Yeah, we're real big. Eagles yeah, my fans. mom and dad are, you know, yeah. Eagles fans for sure. Yeah, 100%. I love Especially I love my it. mom. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Don Henley and for, that for voice. The people that so know the Eagles are so good. backup band for Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> um, what, what do you say? I mean, you, you know, you've, you, you've been in the music industry for, a, you were in it for a while, and then you, you know, family and life mm-hmm. and everything, and now you're back in. What do you, what are you wanting to accomplish? What do you What do you see? Oh man, what are you, what are you wanting? I definitely have a goal, um, and it's always been a goal from when I started writing music. Is uh, what's going to help one of my songs to get to mainstream? You know, I mean, if if Carrie Underwood or Kelsey Ballerini want to sing one of my songs at some point, I'd be happy with that. I don't ever expect fame or think I'm going to be famous. Um, for a second, I just love to write songs and I just want them to be heard. And so whatever that means, if it means I sing them and people want to listen to them, great. If someone wants to pick them up, you know, Miranda Lambert, you know, she wants help writing a song. I'll sit down with her and write a song. (laughs) So do you see yourself more as a songwriter? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I've only heard one of your songs, so I don't, I don't know a lot about your songwriting abilities, but yeah. with your voice, what in the, I don't know. That's almost, that's just, I mean, that's cool. And that's great. Yeah. But I love to I sing. Mean, I love to sing. Your voice is crazy. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And I, and I, I, if I didn't feel like I was okay at it, I, I wouldn't be doing it. I don't think so. Right. Um, performing and being on stage is so much fun. And I am so grateful for all the opportunities I've had. Um, I play at Billy's Ice. I get to do full band. Um, they hire me there for full band, which is so much fun. And it, it, I'm grateful for that opportunity. Uh, and I, I, it is fun. But I love when I get to just sit and sing my songs. You know, and I, I love I love the idea of maybe hearing my songs on the radio. But maybe, maybe I'm not even singing them. You're not the you know, one, right? I'm just... It would just be really cool. Like when I went to Green Hall and I saw Susan Gibson sing, and I knew in that moment I could go do that, and it's something I've always wanted to do, and that's kind of what lit a little fire in my booty, and it got me here to New Braunfels. Um, I just 
you know, I, I thought, when well, I could do that, I, I know I'm a good songwriter. I can do it. So when you write, you write by yourself or do you mm-hmm. ever co-write? I write by myself. I have actually never co-written before. Um, my producer and I are starting a song together. Well, I, I started a song and he's like, well, let's change it up a little bit. And I'm like, actually, I agree with you. Uh-huh. So we've kind of, that's kind of been on the back burner, but we're, we're going to get that done. So that'll be my first co-write experience. And when you, when you write, do you, does it normally start with lyrics? Does it normally start with, you know, the music? What, how does it go? So far, 90% of the time it starts with a melody in my head. Okay. And I, I jot down random ideas. And so if I had, if I come up with a melody, like last year I was swimming in the river and I just started singing, you know, some melody. I didn't know lyrics or anything like that. I, I got out of the river and I grabbed my phone and I, I'm like, I don't want to forget this. And I recorded it. And it's, um, I didn't know when it would come into play. I didn't know. And then, you know, someone broke my heart later and I was like, oh, I have a good melody for that. And then I put it together. So a lot of times I just start with a melody and then I go from there. Very cool. Yeah. yeah and then so- I, and then I try and get the words. Words are come a little bit more difficult for me than music. So really, mm-hmm. that's, that's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you said that you never learned to cover before you started Mm-mm. right so how did you go about learning how to play the guitar um so this is back before like uh what before youtube and <laughs> google was a new thing you know so it's really just one of those you got to figure it out on your own kind of things and uh i i took i think two or three lessons i was like oh i got this i got this and i stopped going to lessons and i just kind of just started doing it on my own. So, you know, that just tells me that you're just, I mean, you have music like in your soul. Oh, it's that in there. Is not, that is not how it's in there. I'm just trying works. to, I'm trying to get you're it out. Trying to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, your, guitar, your guitar player is awesome. I see you playing a Taylor. I am. Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, Tanner was just playing the Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Phenomenal guitar company. We're talking about being, you know, an American made, product yeah really nice. beautiful sound yeah. yes. and i'm i'm a little obsessed with it and people ask me oh you're a taylor person i'm like well i am <laughs> i am and uh i thought i thought about picking up a takamini because i love those too so but this is my baby and i take it everywhere with me so <laughs> so what do you what do you want to play for us next um i will play uh that song i was just talking about since I, I was just talking about it, it's it's called uh, "Back to You," okay. and it's about a friend who's supposed. I'll keep it clean about a friend who's supposed to be a friend, um, but she ends up stealing your man. So this really did happen to me, by the way, and I was really angry. And I wrote this song in about twelve minutes. <laughs> and um, you know, that's a pretty good revenge. Writing a song about somebody, it becomes famous, and then they have to listen. To- yeah, especially if you make sure and let them know. Look, that it's luckily, nobody in my past was a songwriter. <laughs> right. So I was running the open mic, and and I won't say names, but I can talk about it if I want. And <laughs> this friend of mine, you know, um, I lose that. I use it loosely. I was dating this guy for a whole three and a half weeks, and I know so long, <laughs> and it was meant to be, and and we, I, so you know. I was into him. He was into me. Good times. You know, he came to all my shows. And I was like, oh, this guy digs me, you know, cool. And I was at my open mic at the Phoenix Saloon. 
And I don't know if y'all have ever been there. It's like this glass. There's this glass thing in front of the porch, and then there's the stage. So your back is kind of facing. Your back is facing the uh, porch where people go out and smoke. Well, all this canoodling was happening behind me while I'm working on stage, and I didn't know until my friend told me later. And I confronted her, and sure enough, they went home together, and I didn't know until like a little bit later. And so I was pissed, and I wrote a song (laughs) about it. (laughs) And so we're no longer friends. I got rid of the dude immediately, and uh, I've got a great, great guy now. And um, it turns out for the best, and I have a badass song now. So There you go. Revenge. (laughs) Yeah, and this is called Back to You.
can't even turn around I can't even turn around and point my back to I can hear the anger and angst in that song, but I liked it. I liked it. Um, man, wasn't anybody we know, is it? Um, no. Okay, I, it wasn't. It was, <laughs> ne- neither of them were musicians. Okay, okay good, that, good, that good, defeats good. that one. Okay, so. Because I was like, I was like man, because we, we heard a story. Yeah, and we're it was like, like okay, was like, we're starting to make oh a connection. Oh, my God, it would have been yeah. almost funny. Anyway, but... You well, we're know, sorry that happened to you, but you it know, worked out for the best of It did. It, it did. Out. It worked out. It worked I'm out grateful for the experience. You know, and, and you're grateful for where it brought you. I mean, Absolutely. you got this. What is your name? His name's Jay. Jay. He's Hi, Jay. Jay here. Jay's my, hanging out with us. Yeah. Uh, he's just, my greatest support. And um, we've known each other for 12 years. And he, he uh, came to Texas because he's from Wisconsin. And he, he knew I wouldn't go anywhere doing this right now so he made the truck here for now and um things are good and and uh yeah 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 i'm glad it happened obviously yeah Yeah, and it definitely told the story so yeah we were at lunch and i was like just come with me it's fine (laughs) (laughs) we're glad you're here jay yeah so do do they uh still come around he used to come to your songs all the time yeah no i have not seen him i i said you know forget about me man for sure forget about you New Braunfels is, I mean, it's a, people don't think of it as a small town, but dude, it's a, it's a pretty small town. Um, it is. Especially in the winter. It's, it's growing, <laughs> but you know, we do have, um, you know, the same kind of people end up at the same places. So we just become yeah. friends and family for sure. Yep. So how did you getting into music just, you know, organically, I mean, happen, right? I mean, what, what was the catalyst that brought you forward? It's just in me, you know, like we were talking about earlier, just been singing my whole life. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's now or never, I think, you know, and don't be afraid to start something, you know, that you feel like it's too late to start because you're aging. You know, I, I definitely am a testament to, you know, Vera Wang, I heard, and I don't know if this is true, made her first. A wedding dress when she was 40. So I've heard that wow. before myself. So, and um, I think, you know, Oprah Winfrey has similar stories right. where she was told no a million times before she was told yes. Uh, it just, you know, just doing it, not for to seek fame, but to seek like some kind of satisfaction when this life is over, you know, where it's like, I did that because I wanted to and nobody stopped me. You know, whether I'm good at it or not good at it, I enjoy it. And um, I'm going to stumble along. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stumble my way through, but I'm still going to do it, you know. So is that, the, is that the advice you would give to somebody starting out? Yeah, I mean, so when I, I knew I wanted to start gigging regularly, um, I knew that was going to get me to be able to sing my songs in the, sometime in the future. So what I did was I did a live Facebook feed every Wednesday a few years back, like four years ago. And I would, everyone would count on it. And it got pretty, like, it got pretty out there. 
it was before COVID, before any of that, before like everything went virtual and all that, I decided to do a live Facebook feed because I would get really nervous going to open mic night. I thought I was just the worst. Mm -hmm. And the only way for me to grow is to just, let's do a live video because it can't be edited and what it is that it is. And people are just going to see it and you can't be scared of that. So I forced myself to learn a cover every week and um, put it out on social media live every Wednesday. It was a a deadline that I had for myself because I knew I was going to want to start playing shows at some point. And that kind of made me build up my set list. Okay. So I chose songs and some of them stuck and some of them, some of them didn't, Mm -hmm. but um, that helped me get on the right track. So places started hiring me to sing. And so, because I would come to open mic and, you know, I kind of just do my thing and people enjoyed it and liked what they heard. So, you know, poor house started hiring me and Phoenix started hiring me and, um, yeah, uh, friends have me up on their stages, which was a huge help. Mm-hmm. My friend, Bud Vargas was the first one to do that. Okay. Um, Ali Matthias has always been a very kind soul to have me up on her stage. And, um, <clears throat> so it's just, it just is learning, forcing myself to learn something. Even when I was tired, I was a general manager. I was a single mom. And I had worked 12 hours or 15 hours even sometimes. And I had to force myself to come home. And I hate saying that because it's music and we have to enjoy it. But at the same time, I knew I would enjoy it if I put in some work. Right. So I would come home and make myself play the guitar so I could learn guitar better. I'd be a better player. I'd force myself to memorize music because I am one of those that I prefer not to use an iPad when I have my shows. Right. So I, I memorize everything. So I would do that and I eventually built up a set list and I felt comfortable. I felt comfortable getting paid to sing after that. So. And is there any advice that you wish you would have gotten um, uh, when you first started out? You're like, you know, lessons that you've learned. You're like, man, I really wish somebody would have told me this and I didn't have to go through that hell. Oh, uh, you know, Learning as I'm going for sure. I think I have a pretty good head on my shoulders. So like I take constructive criticism really well. So like my first full band gig, the drummer was like, uh, you need to practice with a metronome. And he wasn't being rude. He was just saying, this is going to help you. Right. And you can either choose to take that in a harsh way or choose to be like, you're right. I'm going to go home and practice with a metronome. And it has helped me. And so I think the advice I have is listen to the musicians around you and learn from them because they've been doing it and they know what's going to help you. And they're just trying to help you. Don't take offense. Mm -hmm. They're not throwing stones. If it's coming at a place of, of kindness and they, and they want you to succeed. And, and so I, it just, my advice would be just to listen to the musicians around you and they have advice, take it. And, um, and I, I don't, no one told me that that's just something I've picked up along the way. Right. Yeah. So do you have any funny stories? Like the oh. worst time you screwed up or that's, that's a, that's a fun one or worst the craziest time. thing that, you know, that's oh, man. happened. I mean, during one of your shows, you know, I, I just, my, I like the margaritas at Los Cucos. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And I just recently learned that at Los Cuco, it, that's like my favorite, one of my favorite hangout spots okay. on a Tuesday night. And every now and then I get to sing there on Tuesday nights. Los Cuco is actually my first like full paid gig. Oh, very nice. And and it's actually a place that I hang out regularly. And um, 
and I have since teenage years back in Katy, where I'm from, but um, they have one here, which is so awesome. And their tequila that they put in those margaritas is they make it. It's like the Los Cucos tequila and it's like a hundred proof or something. So you have one and you're like, I've never been. Yeah. I have one going (laughs) and they're half off on Mondays and Tuesdays. And I only go on Mondays and Tuesdays because they're half off. Right. (laughs) And they have music. (laughs) They have music a lot of times on Tuesdays and me and Allie both play there sometimes along with my friend, Rich Bermea and um, a couple of Bud Vargas plays there sometimes. But, um, so it's a really enjoyable atmosphere. You just sit at the bar, drink your half price margaritas. And so I say margaritas with an S. If I have more than one, then I'm doomed, man. I'm doomed. <laughs> and, and I do, I choose to have more than one sometimes. And then for some reason, I think it's a really good idea to go to the poorhouse open mic after. And it's not, um, because I've had too many margaritas. And the last time I went, um, I just, I didn't have my guitar. I was feeling my booze. I, someone was, you know, throwing stones at me that night. And so yeah. I, someone was rude. And so I had that in my heart. And I got up on stage, like, just not in the right place. And it was awful, you know. And so and, and it was just like, oh, no. But um, oh, I feel it was awful. People are like, it was good. And, <laughs> but when I woke up the morning, the next morning, I'm like, oh, no, Andrea. No. <laughs> <laughs> What did you do? What did you, but you know, it's okay. You just, so many good stories. You know, I think the reason why is because there were musicians there and I'm like, that is not a good representation of me, but, but you know, um, it, it was so much fun and it was so funny actually the next day. And I made fun of myself and cause that's really the only way I knew how to handle it. And you just got to make fun of yourself sometimes. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Lots. uh, So there is, if you ever want to hang out with me, I'm usually at the bar at uh, Los Cucos on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon slash evening. <laughs> that is too funny. Well, yeah. we'll have to go to Los Cucos for, for sure. Out. Yeah, because uh, come and on. They have food, right? Oh yeah, Mexican food. Oh yeah, so good. Oh, see, and I'm a Mexican. Food and I don't mean to plug Los Cucos really. No. I just that it's it just one of those so we, places. We talk. I mean, so we we talk about a lot of different venues and places, and you know, or things that we like. I mean, word we of mouth get, is the best. We don't get paid for any of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, in fact, uh, you know, I mean, we just, you know, we're we always we always talk about you know oh, yeah. the places that we've been and the people that are taking care of it. Well, there's a, there's a few places that we absolutely just love going and we always mention them yeah when we go there. and then there's one place that we'll never go back and we never yeah. said the name and we won't talk bad about them but we just will never go back yeah and, and like, that's fine yeah like on the previous on the previous podcast we uh we came up with the jim bean ad what was it jim bean uh helping people forget since 1993 yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. i get paid by jim bean to do that you know, there's have, a deer right yeah, outside have, the window we have some visitors there's deer uh, right outside the window you know, they were listening to you sing earlier. Yeah, she, you were singing, and she was like, her little head went up, and she just up wants at you. to sing harmonies. Or yeah, something. she does. That's sweet. <laughs> the deer here in New Braunfels. I mean, I figured they would be a little less skittish around people because nobody messes with them. I've tried to feed them numerous times, but they won't. Well, I really up. think the kids here. So my, my, the Cannon Lake ones are not scared. You yeah. hold out your hand with some corn in your hand, and which gonna, I think it was illegal. Is um, it? I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the rules are with that anymore, but back in the day when I was a kid, it wasn't. And and I, we had a lake house on Cannon Lake and, or my aunt and uncle did and we we came and visited, but I would hold the the corn in my hand. They would just come up and eat it. Hmm. They're not scared. I don't know about the ones here. I haven't tried here, but. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. We love, we love New Braunfels and all the wildlife and 
it's just such a cool place. Oh yeah. I'm so happy to be here. It's a dream. And you know, everybody thinks about the river and we hardly ever actually go to the river. Yeah. We hardly, I I don't think I've been in the river in a year or two now. I love the river and I, my plan was to get in the river today, but I have, I, other plans have popped up and, um, later this afternoon. And so I don't get to do it, but I'm getting in that river as soon as I can for sure. My brother-in-law's in it daily. He, uh, he snorkels the river for lost items. Oh, yeah. Cool. He's, he's got, got, so he's got many people's phones things. back to him. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and she is right there. Hi, guys. Did we get a picture of that? Sweet girl. No, huh? Oh. Um, so, what are you going to play for us now? Um, it's funny. I played my two faster songs first. Um, uh, I'm going to play for you. Uh, it's called Tin Roof. Okay. And it's just about... Can I tune this real quick? Yeah, yeah please. Of course you can. Oh, okay, I'm going to play Tin Roof, and it's just about, um, you know, really when I started writing this song, what I wanted it to be about, um, it kind of turned out to be a kind of a love story, but the good things come and go in our lives just like the bad things. And just like the rain, the rain's going to come and go and leave just as quickly as it got here, and just like the bad things and good things in life. So that's kind of where this idea stemmed from. And, um, yeah, so this is called Tin Roof. All right. I got new strings yesterday before my um, show with uh, when I opened for Zach. And uh, so they like to, I stretched them, I swear, but. <laughs> All right, this is Tin Roof.
So at the beginning of it, I was like, man, it almost has like a lullaby type of feel to it. At the end, I was like, yeah, that is no lullaby. That is um, belted, man. <laughs> Thank you. What was the was the was the deer listening? <laughs> I thought she was. Into it. I forgot to turn hers down, which was really fortunate because it just. Sound oh, incredible. it was amazing. The echo Man, stuff. They really I need to turn this into a recording studio. They, they really should. Great. Yeah, it's uh, great acoustics in here. Yeah. Yes, it uh, does. And you got to I love that song. Side. Thank you. I love Thank that song. Thank you. I just recorded that one. That one's the third one I did, and it's in the process. It's in the works right now. Man. So it's funny Dude. when you write a song and you don't really expect much to come of it. It's just one of those ones you're tinkering, or tinkering around with for a little while. You know, I just was playing the guitar part not having any words with it for a while playing it around the campfire and um anyway but uh it's funny because i'll i take these i take these songs to shows and and play them for people and i got i've gotten more of a reaction out of that than a lot of my other songs so i decided and i brought it to my producer and i brought like six songs to my producer and this is the one he picked so i love it for the next song so very very good very good and your voice is and I've said it over and over, but it's so powerful. Thank you. I don't you. think many people realize how hard it is to get a song to fruition. It really does take a lot of work and a lot of people. A lot of bad songs. And a lot of money. And a lot of money. And a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're in the middle of the recording process. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, literally in the works? middle of it. I, You know, how it's been working for me and uh, and my producer and all the people involved. I, I um, he, We go to Lang Freeman's studio in Austin. And um, Michael Kelton is my drummer, which he's Pat Green's drummer. Mm-hmm. And um, Bob Driver is my bass player. He he plays um, and sings for, uh, and pr- I think produces for Midnight River Choir. Uh, and so we have these great musicians, and I, I'm super proud to name drop them, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> um, because they're they're awesome. How cool is it to be able to get to do these things with these people? So why wouldn't I talk about how right. cool it is and how how great that it makes me feel? And um, so the process has been slow because it costs a lot of money, right. and I'm doing it very like a very cheap way. So. Um, it just is. I'm we're, and 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 me and my producer have very separate lives, and you know, and so it's like we get together when we can, and we get these musicians together when we can, and we all go to Austin, and he calls it the A Team, <laughs> and uh, and we do it, and it's just we're on our third song. It's been about I don't know eight months since we started, wow. and so it's a super slow process. But I, I really wanted to get like five or six songs and then do an EP, but since it's like kind of been a slower process than than most I've decided to start putting out singles because I've been doing these shows, you know, podcasts, radio shows and stuff. And I would like to have some music out there while I'm doing that. Right. right, So So I think I've decided to release singles. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of figuring out how to release my first single, um, which I'll sing for y'all last here in a little bit. Um, and it's, it's called love was spoken here. And it's, um, so I've, I'm trying to, it's all done. It's mastered. It's everything's ready. I, I just figuring how to, out, how to make it go through the production company mm-hmm. and, um, doing everything right. So my music is protected. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just a process that I'm learning my way through <laughs> very <Yeah>. blindly. <laughs> don't, don't ever think about it. Name dropping. I look at more like giving credit where credit's Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I look 100%. at. I mean, cause a lot of these guys play their whole life and never get credit for what they do. Yeah. Yeah. And to being a musician, people, I mean, it's, 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 
20, 30,000 hours worth of practice yeah. that people don't see. And then they, and they, I, I honestly have been paying them dirt cheap and they're, <laughs> and they've just been so kind and, and, and just, I just feel like so lucky to be right. able to have them come to Austin and do this with me, you know? So yeah. it's, uh, and I know, I, I know I'm lucky to get, get that. So, and you know, you, you mentioned a couple of times about making sure that your songs were protected. I mean, that never even crossed my mind. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're like, hey, this is my song, this is my original, and I've got it recorded, and yeah. I've recorded it before you or anyone else said anything about it, then... Yeah, I mean, my songs are... So I, know, don't, know, I, I don't know how you go about protecting I sincerely, I, I sincerely believe that my songs are good, and and I think, most, I think most musicians feel that way. And so what I do is I make sure that my songs are protected so no one can steal any of my original work. Uh-huh. So, like, before you know, before YouTube, before anything like that, when I started um, writing my own stuff, I would record it on a tape. And then I would send it to myself in the mail that it had a, like a postmark on it, just in case, you know, I ever needed it. And I still have those and they're unopened. And Do you still do that? No. Oh, okay. I don't need to do that with, not, with, with, with today's digital. technology. So I just, I mean, like I register with BMI and Okay. And I, I know that they're protected. It has, Very cool. yeah, it's just, you're just the first person that's mentioned that. I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. I never <laughs> thought about it before. Well, yeah. so um, I always go back to, you know, like a friend of mine from high school, you know, he wrote a song and of course he stole it. Well, he heard the lyrics from, you know, under pressure mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, did he, did he hear <laughs> it friend. or was it, or was it, did he really steal it or was it just something he heard in the back of his mind and he came up with his own stuff yeah. or was it sampling? You know, so I mean, a lot of times like I'll hear a song and I'll start humming it later and I'll be like, Oh, that's a good song. I'd write that down. Wait a second. That's, you know, you know, but yeah. we'll also, also hear a song Magic and Dragon. think it's like, man, <laughs> I really thought it was another song. Yeah. Cause you and know, a lot of times. now I can hear the difference between, I mean, as soon as it starts playing, I can hear the difference between ice, ice baby and under pressure. I can just, I hear it yeah. Yeah. and I know what he was talking about. Yeah. But most people cannot. I, I love know. when songs sound familiar. Honestly, sometimes I'll write a song and I'll be like, that sounds familiar. I don't know if I should continue writing it. But even if it's like your original work and it might sound a little familiar, just keep do it anyway. Okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. Well, as long as you can prove, it's kind of like in engineering, as long as you can improve the developmental process that was yours, yeah. then it's your work, even yeah. if it does sound like some, somebody else. But how many, how many songs can sound different now? I mean, I mean there's, only, there's only so many notes there's and so, so many, many chords, and, yeah. you know, tempos. chord progressions yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So you talked about, you know, selling your music to other people. Have you ever thought about, man, I would buy somebody's music? Um, I mean, no, like, okay. like just sing, you know, I, I do have friends in the music business and I ask them, you know, would you mind if I covered your song at some point? And they're like, uh, please do. Right. You know, so I haven't that's, had any that's negative covering. Yeah. That's covering. I mean, but yeah. I'm talking about like, hey, I want to buy this song because I want to record this song. I do have people that send me songs, but I don't. Oh. I don't have to buy them. They just want me to right. record them. Oh, okay. okay. So okay. I do Very have. Cool. I do have people that send me songs. Um, my favorite one was actually by my friend Bud Vargas. And, um, I really like it and I would like to record it at some point, but right now I'm just working on my originals and I think okay. that's a really neat idea I'm, because my whole goal is, you know, said before is to get my music to people who want to record my songs, you know, or, or for them to hear it. So they won't want me to record them or whatever. Right. So that's my goal. And I don't think I'll spend my, unless I, you know, have endless amounts of money to record someone else's <laughs> song at this point. Yeah. Right. 
Right. You've mentioned Bud Vargas quite a few times. I think I might be friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. He's great. Is he, he, is, is he, he's local, though, He's right? just popped up in conversation for some reason. The Lowe's yeah. Cuckoo's thing, it's, it's um, and, you know, him inviting me up on his stage, and now with the question, with the song, he, it, it's funny. Well, I, that, I've heard yeah. of him before. Yeah. I mean, I think somebody else brought him up yeah, one time, so I guess we need to reach out to him. He sounds like an interesting soul. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, and he's, you know, I was nervous as Heck, and he had me up on his stage anyway, and and, and it, I did okay, you know, but but it was cool, and and I don't think he realizes the impact he has on others because he's done it for uh, other people too. Very so, cool. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, where and when we and and we're going to try to release the this podcast to coincide with when you're releasing, cool. you know, one of your songs. Um, awesome. And I'm assuming that it'll be on on Spotify and you know all of the yes. other streaming platforms. Yes. Um, where else can they can they find you? Like on all your social media? Do you have a website? So I'm actually yes, I formed <laughs> I formed my I made my own website. It was Me a lot too. of blood, sweat, and tears. Um as I didn't know how to do that, but I figured I'd I'd rather pay for recording than for someone to make a website. So I will figure this out on my own, right? Yeah. Um so it's andyhollemanmusic.com and uh my Instagram is Andy Holloman Music and my Facebook is Andy Holloman Music. Okay. And uh, I'm actually, uh, I have a girl that's going to start running it for me. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, which is really cool because I never really thought about that, you know, but I'm so busy it booking. It takes a lot of work. Making posters, constantly posting my gigs. So I'm going to actually get someone to take care of that for me Fair so nice. I can concentrate more on songwriting. And we will and have recording. we will have all of them, all the links on the podcast and then on our website. Perfect. On our website, we have artist pages that has all of their information and, and that perfect kind of thing. Yeah. and then once you have spotify yeah. we have a playlist on spotify yeah that we put yeah so as soon as as soon as you release any of your music let me know because we have two playlists one is for future artists and the future artists are people that um i've actually already recorded we're just waiting for their episodes to drop um even though i might have 20 people scheduled to record until i've actually recorded them i don't put them on anything because Anything yeah. can happen. Um, and then we also have a, a playlist that's all of the artists that have had their episodes already released. And it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then as they add new music, we add that. Um, so that way, you know, if you hear somebody on our podcast, you can go, oh, man, I just want to listen to their you know, to the music. And then you can hear everybody's music. So it's really cool. It's starting to actually get... A, a few plays, which gives y'all plays. Yeah, you know? yeah, so thank it's, you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, not like it's pretty it's neat. Not like it doesn't. We don't get anything out of it. Yeah, playlist. no, no. It's just for yeah to help help. It's get so neat, y'all's though. music out to the people. And that's that, what it's about. That is so awesome, and I, I'm actually in awe of that. And um, I had remembered you from when you approached me at Ali's show, and um, I'm trying to do more of these kinds of things mm-hmm. to get my music out there. And you never know who's going to hear it. So right. It's very appreciated. I'm so grateful that we y'all have, have people on. that listen to our podcast all over the world. Yeah, awesome. there's some in like very strange countries yeah. that, but uh, that I'm like, how you, in the world? Yeah, you're, you're talking <laughs> about awesome. the day we first met you. I mean, that, that was a kind of a wild day for us. That was almost <laughs> overwhelming because we got to see Alibatice, which is, you know, her song "Little Red Bird." I mean, I tear up. I, yeah. It's just like an overwhelming song for me. I always request that one from her. But, yeah. yeah, and she's such a just cool. Person. She's really cool. Sweet. She's like so almost. Almost from a different world yep. sometimes, yeah. Yeah. but uh, yep. but then I then I was talking to I was talking to somebody and just having a good old time and then you started playing 
Aretha, which is by far one of my favorite artists in yeah. the world. Yeah, mine too. You, you absolutely did her justice that day. Thank yeah. you. And and that's why I was thinking, you know, like you ought to go to Muscle Shoals to record. I'm sorry, you ought to go to Muscle Shoals to record one day. I mean, that just because that's where she was at one time. Oh yeah, absolutely. She, but but then she started asking somebody up on stage, somebody that I was familiar with because of my age, because I was telling your friend that I wanted to be Andy Gibb when I was a kid, and then all of a sudden, y'all introduce. George Bitzer. George Bitzer. Oh. And I immediately knew who he was. And everybody's looking at me like going, what is this jackass talking about? Oh, I'm, I'm like George. acting like a school guy. Yeah. In fact, we were like, Allie, can, can you introduce us? Yeah. I mean, and, you know. Of course. And, and he was just, he was, he was such a cool kid. And then I, I was over there talking to his wife and I didn't even realize I was talking to her. And I'm like, oh my God, that's George. And she's, and she's making she's fun so, of me because, yeah. you know, she's like, He's yeah, just George. He's kind of, that's just, you know. He's okay. And, and I'm like, no, my God, do you know who that is? You know, and I'm sitting there talking to his No wife. way. Yeah, I was like, do you know who that is? And because I was a big Bee Gees fan. I'm, I was a big Bee Gees fan, you know, so. Yeah. So it was so a really cool love, day for me. We would me. still love to get him on the podcast because he I would go, be an interesting I go, person. Can I get a picture? And he's like, no. And I'm and, like, and of course, Allie's making, she's laughing because she knows exactly what he's doing. I'm like, please. <laughs> Yeah. So it was so, really a fun day. He and, is so cool. Yeah. And he's so yeah. talented. And I, whenever I get up on Ellie's stage and he's there, it, I immediately know it's just going to be so much fun. fun. Well, yeah. he's just such cool a guy. great musician. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, being a great musician is history. something I always strive to be because, oh my gosh, it takes so much time and effort. Yeah. It's something I never had. Yeah. And his yeah. wife, Sharon's so sweet. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah. and so cool. funny. Yeah. She told us, she's she told so me the whole funny. story about, you know, it's I didn't have to go through all that. Yeah. <laughs> so she she made him take a picture with me. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah. So I got a yeah, picture with me. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Sharon. And then uh, and then we stayed for a while. We did, and then we went across the street to the Phoenix and saw Jeff Vaughn. And we got to see oh, the the police marching yeah. band. Cool guy. Yeah. I'm telling you, everybody that we meet down here is just. The, I just met him recently. People. He he's so funny. We both play the Phoenix Loom, but we we don't really we haven't really linked up at all and. He sent me a, a Facebook message with a picture of my pick, and he's like, you know, he's like, you leaving your your mark all over the place, Andy Holloman. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he knew he knew that my next show, like he sang on like a Friday or Thursday, he left a bunch of his picks. So oh, I'm like, that's oh, too funny. He knew I was going to see too that. Funny. Yeah, yeah. My my daughter the other day, she was doing her laundry to earn money for college. You know, she was, she was doing a little odd jobs for us, and she goes, Dad, you left a pick in some of your pants, and I said. Well, no doubt. And she came up and she had a handful, a handful. like this. So yeah. Oh, so you like, play. I'm learning. He's learning. Cool. Learning. Good He's for learning. you. I'm learning. Yeah, I, I love music. I've yeah. always loved music. So this is this is how we got started. And she's yep. got a beautiful voice, but she won't oh, sing no in public. Oh, no way. She won't sing in public. Oh, shoot. I was going to say, what do you want me to play? I'll, no. Let's sing. Oh, <laughs> no, you know any Dixie Chicks? Like, let's go. <laughs> oh, I do. Let's no. go. Selena, come on. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do Selena. No, no, no I don't. I don't sing. I don't sing. In fact, in fact, any time I sing, one of my favorite songs Cheryl Crow. Yeah. And anytime I, anytime I sing on here, like someone will come up, I'm like, yeah, we're cutting that. We're cutting that out. <laughs> I, I hate the sound of my own voice sometimes. Really? Uh, no, I shouldn't say hate. I, I do not hate the sound of my own voice. I enjoy singing and I enjoy hearing myself. I just, watching videos back is hard for me sometimes. Mm. So I get it. Like, you know, I get it, but you ha- you can't be scared of that. Right. Just True. can't be. I think yeah. you stay starting late in life like you did. I mean, we, we listen to the voices of our parents and everybody telling us to, you know, be normal, do the normal stuff as a kid. Yeah. I think a lot of people 
you know, would go further if they're more encouraged. Yeah, Yeah. it's so true. It is so true. Encourage your kids, man. Help them, help them develop their talents, and um, And just feed feed positivity uh, and love and life into their life. Your kid's five foot three. Don't tell him he's going to play for the NFL. And if if when your when your daughter sings blue and it sounds like two geese mating, don't tell her she can be a. That's true too. Don't don't tell her she can be a. That's true too. Aaron Chandler. Oh man, but help, but but also. Help them discover what they are good at that. Right. At because right. I, I didn't discover I could sing until I had a high school friend say, Yo, you can sing. So And I didn't yeah. I didn't really know that about myself yeah. until then, until someone told me. Well, I got yeah. a lot of parents I'm in education. I got a lot of parents that project their dreams on their kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I see a lot of conflict yeah. in the kids with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try to encourage my students funny. to to follow their dreams, but it has to be something that is their is attainable. Yeah. And obtainable. I mean, yeah. you know, of course in my day, you know, and, and I've said this before in the podcast, in my day, everybody joined a band, you know, you, I, I played bass in a band. Uh, what was the name of that band? Paradox. And we were decent. We did sticks covers and journey covers and stuff <laughs> like that. Journey. Yeah. I'm sure. Really sure my age, but but it wasn't an obtainable dream. I mean, you know, it's it just wasn't, you know. And uh, but in my day, it was expected that you go get a job, you be the adult thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of dreams same. of my generation just got folded into nothing. Oh, same. You know, so I think that's why we have such a big gap in the singer songwriter. I mean, I don't with this think, generation, yeah, we haven't heard of it. Yeah, it, it was definitely like you know, in our generation, it was definitely like um, grow up get a job, make sure you can take care of yourself and then maybe do what you love on the side if you have time. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I totally get that. Make it a hobby. I totally get that. Um, but so far what I've seen from when I've just kind of been doing this full time is um, it's doable mm-hmm. if you just work really hard at it, you know, and yeah. network and, and ask people, you know, right for help or, or, Say and just be honest with them and be honest with yourself. Hey, I'm not quite good at this yet, but would you mind doing this with me anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, so because because I grew up with the same, um, you know, the, the the same mentality, where it's like you need to make sure you get your education, and I, that's great, and I totally am with them on that. Just as like a little more encouragement for music, you know, would have been great too. So it's right. just I definitely learned that. Um, I, I'm a parent myself. I have an 18 year old son who, you know, plays the guitar and, um, but he also does his own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, of course I encourage the guitar playing and, <laughs> and the singing and everything. He was in choir. I think he, he loved it. I know he loved it, but he, I know he also did it a lot for me. His name's Carson. Oh, he's, hi, Carson. he's awesome. He's the coolest kid. He's still the coolest kid. I love it. So, yeah. yeah. So if you're going to play us a song, yeah, more songs. Yeah. This, so this love one, was spoken here. Love was spoken here is the one that I'm putting out, and as soon as it it gets released, and it's um, my first song I recorded and mastered, and um, and uh, with you know a well produced song, and uh, yeah, this is about the house I grew up in, and my dad was a firefighter for Houston, full time firefighter for Houston, and um, you know he had a great job. Uh, working for the government and everything, but you know, it didn't bring in a ton of money. So there were four of us kids and, um, 
he kept this roof over our heads for, he owned the house for 34 years and he, which means he had to work two jobs, you know, sometimes three just to make sure that we were taken care of. And he struggled. I know he struggled. He didn't even show his struggle very much, you know, so I don't even know if he likes me talking about it, but, um, he did it gracefully, you know, and he, he, you know, like, I don't think a lot of kids can say I grew up in one house, you know, but I can, because my dad worked really hard to make sure that we were provided for. So he did sell that house about, uh, um, eight months ago or so, six months. And I wrote this song for him to tell him, thank you for all of his hard work, uh, and as a father and a husband. So it's called love was spoken here. Spoken here 
Just listen to it carefully Love was always spoken I want to thank Andy Holloman for sitting down and hanging out with us. Dude, she, her voice. Did I lie? I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, Did yeah, I that that song is is literally one of my favorite songs. Um, when I was editing this, I was in the cafeteria because Kathy still has a hurt leg and she can't, she hasn't been released to drive. So, I can't drive. So uh, I've been doing my de- driving Miss Daisy and taking her up to the... Uh, Hospital. I'm, I'm with, nicer and younger and prettier. Yeah, you are. You are. I just thought, you know, it's a good reference. People understand. So I, I go up there and I, I was editing inside the cafeteria and I was laughing through most of it. And then all of a sudden I started to get like really sad and teared up. And I think people thought maybe I was like having an episode or something because, <laughs> you know, they weren't listening to an episode. I had my earbuds in. Yeah. And uh, I, I got to tell you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and what's funny is I used to work there. Yeah, back in the day when we first met. <laughs> when we first years met, ago, yeah. I, I worked, I worked off duty security at that hospital, so I would have, you know, I guess, you know, called myself on myself. You know, been funny. Yeah, but anyway, uh, the the song "Love Was Spoken" here. "Love Was Spoken Here" resonated so deep with me, and I was so jealous because you know I, I lived in so many houses growing up in the military, and just to hear that song and hear how important it is to some people to have those roots, and then. I don't know. I think. I guess this is a question we could pose to people. You know, is it better to n- not have something like that? Like me, I moved around a lot, so I never had that attachment to a, a single place, or have such a deep attachment to some place and they get it taken from you. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Anyway, um, yeah. let us know. Facebook, Gallo Texas yeah. Music on Philos- Facebook and Philosophy One Hundred and One. I guess Gallo Texas Music dot com. Let us know what you think. Um, and um, we're going to be back in New Braunfels next weekend. No, weekend after next. Next weekend, we're going to be in Houston. Yep. We're going to go see um, Peyton Howie open mm-hmm. for Jeff Canada at the Dosido on the first. That to me is just such an interesting. Uh, set up because Peyton Howie is like this sweet, just nice, wonderful young lady. Powerhouse. Yeah, powerhouse of a voice. And Jeff Kennedy is just this over-the-top, incredible boisterous voice with such a great stage presence and, yes. and such a funny sense of humor so, I, I, love I mean Jeff enjoy Canada it to yeah death. and, and I, I love his I, I, I love him as a person too he, he, he's, he's so just, fun he's a good human um and he has a very solid head on his shoulders as far as you know i mean just sit down and talk with him about anything and the things that he comes out of his mouth um are just very Go back and listen to the pod. Go go back and listen to <laughs> yeah. this episode, and and you know definitely it's got explicit on it because we accidentally left word let loose with a couple of words. But, but it was a great conversation. It was a and great every time conversation. I get to talk to him, it's a great conversation. Um, so yeah. smart, such a such a great guy. So yeah, Kathy yeah. got tagged for wearing Jeff Canada sucks t shirt. The <laughs> kid thought again. that she didn't like Jeff Canada, I guess. Well, and I wore it. I wore it yesterday to go record. Um, Big Boy Leroy. Big Boy Leroy in Nacogdoches. And then... At Benita Hall. Yeah, Benita which, Creek Hall. Yeah, Benita Creek Hall. That that was Very the last cool place, place that Dad was really went out in public. Uh, 
and uh, he got COVID shortly after that and passed. Yeah. Uh, so it was hard for me to walk in there, but it was great. And Kevin was a great host. Yeah, oh and my Pam's gosh, wife, they were super. He nice. pretty much gave gave us the keys to the place, and we were the only ones in there. Yeah. And I made a joke about well, let's bar open. He goes, just don't make a mess. Yeah, he said, don't. We didn't. We just we we did. We, we drank our bottle of water because it was it was rough. And then these the, these young kids came in to do a sound check at three o'clock, and there were some good they kids. So I wish nice. I would have got their names. They were just great kids. Uh, and I call them kids, but everybody's a kid to me now. Well, they're you know they're they're college age, I think. Is yeah, that's college yeah. age. Yeah, we got to listen to a little bit of their mic check, and they so sound if, really good. So if you go to SFA uh, first, be nice to my daughter. She's such a wonderful young girl. Uh, she's going to be coming there in the fall. Yeah. Uh, but also go check out Bonita Creek. It's you yeah. you will not regret it. No, yeah, they're open Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays, and they have live music on Saturdays, and then sometimes other nights of the week. Like, well, they have a. Um, Venue place too in the back. They do, they do. Yeah, that's where Jeff and Bailey's um, wedding reception was. Yeah, it was so yeah. funny because uh, you know when we were at the reception, you know my dad would, they had beer and wine, and my dad was like, "Man, I really wish." I said, well, "I got some in my car." So we would sneak over to the other part and and let Dad drink a little. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> that's too but funny. but that, that's Dad, you know. <laughs> so other than that, we uh, we got to see uh, we got to interview. How do you, Songbird Jones. Songbird Jones. That's yeah. hard for me to say. Man. And and I got to tell y'all, when that episode comes out for you, especially y'all history buffs, y'all will really like it. But also, he's got just this voice that just and this guitar. And I'm gonna put oh. I'm gonna put pictures on of this guitar because we need to identify this. It's got a 24th fret, and I, I know unless you're into guitars, you don't really know what that is. But the fretboard goes over the sound hole, yeah, and it really looks like it's probably from like the I would say. 30s or 40s. 40s. I remember I mean, walking into like hardware stores that actually sold guitar. You know, you go out into these towns that the, like the hardware store was everything. It was the bar. It was a hardware store. It was the mercantile. Yeah. And they'd always have one or two guitars in there, you know, that when they'd sell them, they'd get another one. And I remember being like that. They were always know. so well made back then. Very cool looking guitar. So we, ha- we have pictures of that. We'll try to get those posted. <clears throat> um, so we, we got to meet with him. And the reason that uh, Honey over there was talking about the um, history is because Songbird Jones has a project going on where he is writing songs for ranchers about their ranches and their family history. It's really neat. Yeah. Flipping cool. I'm so excited about that. And I told him that um, we're going to get lots of cool pictures and stuff. And and um, he's just a super guy. Great interview. Uh, loved his voice. Loved his sound. Um, There's something about being said, and he was right. There's something about being getting the person where they're most comfortable. You know, and these people have... I got to tell y'all, uh, these people have led us into their families. Oh, yeah. And their it's homes. really good. And, you know, like like we went and saw, we were on the way home from recording Bad Boy Leroy, and on a whim, we decided to go by and see Luke LaProd and the Teague Brothers. Yeah, they were at Vans Boom. Yeah, it was the Van Fireworks. And again, yeah. I don't know what it is. Every time we get to hang out with the Teague Brothers, something happens, a family emergency, and we had to split right before they were finished. <laughs> we did. But, but it's like, we're walking up and they're like, Hey guys, there's beer in the cooler behind the stage. Go get you some. I mean, it just really makes us feel, <laughs> well, it's, you it's know, funny because we were walking up and, you know, Luke had just finished. We got to see his last song. Um, and then the Teague brothers were getting ready to go on and we're walking up and the stage is kind of like in the middle of a sort of field type thing. And so I, I see John, uh, 
John Teague, and I start to walk towards him, and then I notice, oh, wait a minute. And he wears these sunglasses. You can't tell what he's looking at. I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, no, I'm fixing to walk behind the stage. So I literally stopped, er, stopped, and then did an about face and yeah, walked around to the front of the stage. So that's just, you know. Well, I thought that that was What very, you do. I thought yeah. that was very rude for yeah. me to just walk behind the stage, especially when they're trying to get stuff together and everything. Well, you know, Honey over there saw John, and he's like, put his arms out. He's like, what, what the, the hell, world? man? Why, why, don't you, why don't you just walk away from me? Well, then, you know, walked around, and I saw AJ, the, the fiddle player. Um, I'm not going to say the word J- AJ, but you know what I'm thinking. And uh, <laughs> I think they got a crush on each other. <laughs> nah, we're just bros. Um, but uh, so anyway, so he, I was telling him, he's like, you're, what do you mean? You're part of the family. And I was like, look, that's very sweet of you. Thank you. And, and now I know, but we both met those people that, you know, take – Certain liberties where they really shouldn't. Oh and yeah, how, how annoying it can be. And I don't ever want to be that person. So I'm always going to try to be as respectful as I possibly can be. And then when you're like, "Hey, no, come over here and sit with the band," or "Hey, go grab a beer out of my cooler," then I will take you up on it. So don't offer things that you don't mean. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it was a lot of fun getting to see them and, and hang out with them again. And they are so stinking amazing. And, and y'all guys don't get don't get jealous because I know I'm not a hugger, but Luke hugged me. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. He made me hug him, which That's was okay. all right. I'm getting okay. used to it, guys. <laughs> and, you know, for those for anybody that knows me, I'm not a I'm not a, a touchy feely kind of guy. But you know, musicians kind of are, so I'm getting used to it. But I guess you I, know. I do want to go back real quick to the mm-hmm. family emergency that happened. Oh, okay, gosh. because because I want yeah, this give, is more I of a public do a service. PSA. Yeah, I this do. is I public service announcement. Definitely want to do a PSA. So hang on, first I would have never known. Right. Well, the first time that we went to go see the T brothers, I'd just been talking to them online, right. and we were trying. I wanted to meet them and see them, and to try to possibly get them on the podcast. And we were and, kind of in the process of meeting them, but they told us they weren't with the band at the time. <laughs> Yeah, really AJ, fun. that was you. We figured that out. And yeah. I was just going to buy you a drink. But then I, I made up and I bought you a double at Magnolia the other last week or whenever it was. But uh, but anyway, so we were there at Southern Junction and we were loving the show. And then I get a phone call from my youngest, um, Robert James, and Duke. My, my dog. Honey's My honey's ugly dog. dog yeah. um, World's ugliest dog. Duke of Fuckster is what we call him. Yeah. Um, but he had jumped off the couch or fallen off the couch and tore his paw and it bled everywhere. Yeah, literally ripped the ripped the claw clean, almost clean off. Yeah, and but there was blood everywhere. Jimmy couldn't get it to stop bleeding and so we had to literally leave in the middle of their set and go home and take care of Duke, which was not that big of a deal. It was just a little bit of blood. I mean, I'm a nurse. It's not bleeding. And a tiny bit Duke of blood. Was, he's, he's, he's still, fine. He still has a little weird walk. But, but if you could picture Mr. Gru as a dog, <laughs> that's my dog. But and I'll put a picture. I'll put a picture Kinda of like the dogs a, on the Fruit bat has sex with a pug. That's it, my dog. It is exactly right. Yes. Um, but we'll have pictures on our Facebook, um, Garlic Texas Music. But so anyway, so Duke was fine. It wasn't that big of a deal. But then last night. Um, and we're I having did, a ball. We're yeah. tired. And we're just like, you know, let's swing by and hang out for a little bit. Yeah. And then we were. And I was drinking John's beer. Yeah, we were drinking John's beer, uh, which was. <laughs> Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Which was, <laughs> it was it I was said, cold. don't belch. You'll smell like your dad. It was cold. <laughs> The beer was cold and it was super hot, so it tasted really good in my opinion. But anyway, so we were sitting there and they had like maybe one or two songs. Yeah, they had like two go. songs left, and, and and you know what, John was really ripping it that night too. I got to tell you, the I Teague brothers. We've seen him now three times, and each time it's been a great show. Oh, they 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 have a new song that's coming out on their new album, and I don't know the name of it, but it has got they their harmony. Is like it's great. Yeah, it's great. The harmony on this song. I mean, when when we were at Magnolia with Left Arm Tan and the Teak Brothers, Brian from Left Arm Tan and I were sitting next to each other watching. And when they sang this song, both Brian and I looked at each other and we were like, 
Oh my God! I mean, that's how amazing. I, I got to tell you though, I, I'm so impressed. I mean, and, you know, of course, AJ's a badass in his own right. I mean, we we could talk about AJ all all, the, all day long. Yeah. But you know, this time my wife got up and she went to go hang out with uh, Luke for a few minutes, and I had a few minutes to sit there and watch the bass player and the drummer. As a musician, watching them, they were so in sync. Mm-hmm. It really just made everything smooth. Yes, it yeah. was great. And then the lead guitarist, uh, Kyle? Kyle, who's not an asshole. No, Kyle's not an asshole. We established that. You know, mostly guitarists. You know, that's what she asks. Are you an asshole? And, you know. And Kyle just, was just like, listen, "Yes." Listen to their episode whenever, whenever yeah, it comes do. out. In a it's few coming weeks. out. But anyway, but uh, but Kyle. Uh, first, he's got a collection of incredible guitars, uh, dude. But he's just a great musician, mm-hmm. you know. And with a fiddle player in there, I tend to focus on the fiddle player because that's what I love. You know, fiddle uh, players still guitars. I don't know how but tall this AJ time, is, but he when he's on the stage, he kind of dominates. He can dominate the stage yeah. just because he's so good, and then his he's so tall and, yeah. and striking. You know, but, but, but I, I, I can't say enough about the Teague Brothers. I, yeah. I really think you owe it to yourselves. If you ever wanted to be one of those people that said, oh, yeah, man, I saw George Strait when he was up and coming. Yeah, this go, is what go you, see the Teague Brothers. Go see the Teague Brothers because then when you're my age, you'll be able to go, yeah, man, I saw them at Van and yep. hung out with them. I'm telling you. Because I'm telling you, man, they're, they're going to go far. They're back, gonna go far. back to the PSA. Oh, PSA. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, the so, dog. Yeah. So Dumbass dog. <laughs> Our son, Robert James, called um, and... Um, you know, we're sitting and we're really close to the speaker. So I'm like, hang on, let me go off into a field where I can hear a little bit better. And when I get to where he's like, he's like, mom, something happened to Issa. And Issa is his German shepherd. Um, Big ass dog. two and a half years old. And she's the sweetest thing in the world, but she's huge. Her paws are the size of my hands. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, he, she collapsed. And I said, well, you know, tell me a little bit more. And he goes, I don't know. You know, she just, she was walking and all of a sudden she just, she collapsed. I'm like, is she breathing? Blah, 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 blah. So our oldest, um, Alex, and our daughter-in-law, Jess, live on the property next to ours. And so I'm like, call Alex and Jess, see if they're home, and we're leaving right now. So I ran up to Tim, honey, and I'm like, we got to go. So I, you know, told Luke, I waved at John, and he looked at me and was like, okay, bye, whatever. (laughs) Uh, And we headed home. So I'm getting in the car, and Alex and Jess came to help um, Robert James, and... I'm talking to them on the phone, and he was like, she ate some gum. And I'm like... Okay, so she ate some gum. Big damn deal. is she breathing? I'm thinking maybe, you know, maybe it's stuck in her throat, you know, something like that. And he's like, yeah, she's breathing. I'm like, why do you care? We didn't know at the time, though. It's one of those cups... That, that fit in your cup holder. They were that gum that made this fit in your cup holder. So this is a lot of gum. Oh yeah, I was probably. But I was still like ten packs of gum. If I would have seen gum. her eating it, I would have been like, "Yeah, stupid, go ahead and eat it. You're gonna make yourself sick." Yeah. Well, <laughs> PSA: dogs are extremely um, it, z- xylitol, which is a fake sugar that's pretty much in every gum out there. And yeah, I guess a lot it's of, a cheap and flavor. a lot of sugar-free yeah. candies. Um, it's it, it's poisonous. To dogs, and even the smallest amount can kill them. So Issa was literally having seizures, um, and what it does is it makes the dog's pancreas think that it's real sugar because it's a fake sugar; it's a sugar alcohol. But dogs' pancreas thinks that it's real sugar, and they dump insulin into the system, but there's no sugar. So therefore, their sugar bottoms out, and they can, you know, have seizures, literally go into a the dog. The dog should have died and die. Yeah, and um, and so but anyway, so just to let you know, Issa's fine. Uh, we, we ended up 
you know, giving her some peanut butter with sugar and some bread with that, sugar. That seems to be the best thing. Put some peanut butter. If this happens to your dog, put some peanut butter and mix sugar in it and just in cram it. it in their mouth. Yeah, because peanut butter and doesn't e- have a lot of... Even if they're out, they'll lick on it. You know, yeah. Because I you know, and we, we tried sugar water. You like dipped in a, you know, with, you know, in a, like a cloth and stuff. But she was awake the whole time. But once we got a little bit of the peanut butter in her, it was great. By the or, time we got home, the dog was back up and kind of being goofy. She but, was a little yeah. wobbly, a little weak, but, but she's but, fine. But and Robert honest, James stayed up with her all night long. Yes, he did. Fed her Good every kid. two hours. Um, and he's he's sick himself. And so he was just, you know, beside See, himself. And if I would have seen the dog eating the gum, I really would have. I would have been like, stupid, go ahead and eat it. You're going to, you know, you're going to fart bubbles. Fart bubbles. Yep, that's what you I would have thought, I even I wouldn't have even thought about this. And, and everybody I've talked to so far is like, are you kidding me? Are you me? kidding me? Yeah. So just to let you know, don't let your dog eat gum. And if they do then that's probably what's going to happen to them. And if, if my little um, teacup Pomeranian had gotten a hold of it, and that would have been, yeah. been it. So it's very scary. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all I have this week. Um, as I said, we're going to be in Houston next week on the 1st. Yeah, and- we're going to be. Now, we do. Okay, so if anybody could not get tickets to do do I think we have two. I think we may still have two. No promises, yeah, but give us a us call. Reach out to scenario. us and see if we still have them. Don't give us a call. You don't know my number. Yeah. But well, reach just, out to me. Message, message me on Facebook. Yeah. Um, email us, Music at gmail.com. Or um, you can go onto the website and there's a way to contact us there as well. But we do. We have pretty good seats um, for two, but Jeff has seats for us and honey didn't know that and so he bought two so i'd like to give it to somebody that couldn't get them hey you know what we missed we forgot to say we did have a good time this weekend uh after we recorded leroy brown leroy brown bad boy leroy Leroy. that's kind of how he got his name yeah that's how i got his name and it's but it's on the it's on the episode yeah but uh we went to um or what was the name of that restaurant clear spring clear springs I think so. Okay, so it's right around the corner, and it's uh, it's right next to Antipastas. Antipastas, but, but it's it's the Spring Creek Sandwich. It might be Spring. I really think it's Clear Springs. Yeah. Clear Springs. I think it's yeah. Clear Springs. They I have really remember. good food. It's really a cool place. Yeah. Great, great service. Yeah. But me, my honey there, and your honey, my honey, I'm honey. I don't know what my I sweetie. Am. I don't know my significant. <laughs> he just calls other. me by my name. Yeah. My paycheck <laughs> over there. Uh, she, she, I, I'm, I'm the trophy husband because she makes more than me now. Uh, anyway, we went in there and we got to hang out and talk to that young man. And yeah. I really wish Umar's we would have. Pretty cool guy. Yeah, some of the stuff that he couldn't really talk about on on air because you know there's certain things that we don't talk about. Right, and you know if it's not only your story and it can affect yeah. other people, then I mean, you know I've, you got to be got cognizant some, of that. I've got some great stories of some of my friends that I don't tell because they're not my stories. Exactly. You know, but getting back, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was almost like, you know, I mean, it was almost like. And he's going to be touring pretty much all over Texas. Yes. That's that's his goal is to be just a Texas. Yeah, he doesn't want to be national. He, he wants to be just Texas. He doesn't Texas. want to go outside of Texas. Um, and his and soul playing oh. is incredible. So he is definitely, he's not the typical singer-songwriter, even though he writes his own music. Um um, but, you know, when you say singer-songwriter, people think Americana, country, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, this is blues. This dude is blues and soul and rock. Um, very cool vibe. Very cool dude. I love Blues Man is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that's what I heard 
on probably Facebook, and I was like, dude, I've, I've got to contact this guy. Cause I'll I tell you what, we'll put a link on so it much. on Gotta Love Texas Music. We'll, we'll put a link Facebook. on it. And uh, that way y'all can at least, you know, hear it. it yeah, but sure. But please go on our go on our podcast, not our podcast, go on Spotify, put in Gotta Love Texas Music playlist. Right, so we'll have two playlists. We have one that's, you know, the artists, and then we also have one that's future musicians. And he'll be um, on the future. And until he'll be on the future the, yeah. until his episode releases. Yeah, so... And then if you get a chance, go back and listen to some of the past episodes. Yeah, especially uh, if, you because if you haven't. Chris yet. is really touring now. He was our first. Yeah. Uh, oh, them. great story we missed out on. We got a we got a photo. Oh. And it's like, look who's here. Okay. And it, you want to tell it? No, go ahead. Go ahead. You can tell it. Okay. So Devin Bass, um, love you, Devin. He um, he texted me the other night, and he sent this picture, and he's like, "Guess who's here? Look who's here." And I'm looking at it, and I was like, who is that? And then I'm like, that, that can't looks, be him. I'm like, that looks like Jackson Randolph. And but, we're talking like down there in New Braunfels, and Jackson yeah. Randolph, of course, lives up here in Rockwell. Area. Yeah, yeah. So Devin was playing at the River Rose Tavern. No, he was having open mic night at uh-huh. River Rose Tavern in Canyon Lake. And um, so I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so Devin texts me back. He's like, yeah, that, that, that was Jackson. I'm like, what in the world? And I said, I would love a picture of the two of you guys together. And he's like, man, he's already bounced. You know, I said, well, you know, what was the what story? Ha- yeah. you know, what's the story? And he goes, well, I went up to him, after, you know, I think it was probably after he played and was like, hey, man, I think I've seen you on God Love Texas Music. And that's the only that's the only thing I know about Devin's side of the story. But so then I contacted Jackson. I'm like, Jackson, how in the world did you end up? They're just down there tubing. Yeah, and, and um, in River Rose Tavern with you know hanging out with Devin Bays, who's been on the podcast also, and he goes, "Well, we were on the river. We stopped in to get some dinner, and I saw they had an open mic night, so I borrowed a guitar, and Devin, you know, recognized me from GLTM, is what Devin called it. GLTM. And uh, and so I, I thought that. that was very cool um, that you just never know who how whose paths are going to cross or who you're going to run into or who knows who." Also. Yeah, so, we have learned that. PSA on this one, always be kind. Yes. And <laughs> again, if you're down in Canyon Lake, I strongly suggest this venue. Oh, It for is sure. great food, great, great service. Food. The owner is Owner's outstanding. Awesome. They support live music yeah. greatly. Yeah. That's so okay. There. I got to dance with my sister-in-law that night, so that made it fun. <laughs> you did. You did. I love my sister-in-law. She's such a good, good person. Anyway, so that's yeah, it, guys. Yeah, Kathy's still um, not dancing, so... We um so I'll dance with Luke next time. Thank y'all for listening. If if you if you've come in on like episode five, ten, or this week, yeah, this week, yeah, go 15, back and listen to the other one because, like you said, go back and listen to some of the other ones. Chris, Chris is touring quite wildly now. I mean, yeah, he's, he's all, all over, over the, the place. place. Yeah, and uh, Jason Herring. Jason Herring is, he's of course, one too. of my favorite artists. You Jackson know, Randolph, such a. Good in fact, kid. Jason, my daughter is going to go to Terralingua. She's on her way to Terralingua <gasps> today. Yes, my daughter. So. so Keep a keep a prayer out for my daughter and, and, and her and then Jackson and her Randolph is, Adam Walker because they're be on all, their way. Yeah, they're on their way. And then Jackson Randolph will be on the way to college here yeah, in a couple he weeks. Goes, he goes he goes to um, College Station in the fall. And then Sean Hart, of course, you can find him anywhere in New Braunfels. All over. Yep. I mean, and we could go on with all of them, but go back and listen yeah. to some of those beginning Jeff episodes. Jeff Devin Bays. I mean, they're just such a great group of people. Yes. And I know that I almost sound like a parrot just saying it over and over again, but they're all so talented. And we have been so lucky to have just great humans mm-hmm. on the podcast, which I think is super important as well. Um, and, you so. know, our, our sign-off used to be, you know, tip your servers, tip your waitress, over-tip your servers, and 
bartenders and musicians, guys, but do. Yeah. It's this this recession is going to hit all of us. We see it coming. Hundred oh, percent. I mean, our and taxes our taxes doubled. Yeah. From last year to this year. To this Thank year. you, Coffin County. That's for, for our, just for our great. house and stuff. Yeah. Not their fault. And, I know, guess and, it will. And then be nice. Be yeah. nice, humans. Um, yeah, be nice to everybody. I mean, guys, you know, it's not the person's fault across the table that. You know, or serving your food or whatever. It's not their fault that you're having a bad day. Right. Be nice to them. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, you can on social media, too. You can oh, nice God. To I'm so tired of Facebook. Well. You know, I mean, you know. the world is made of people with differing positions. And I bet that if you sit down with someone long enough, you're going to find that you actually have something not in common with someone. And it's okay. Yeah. All right. So that's my last PSA for the day. Um, until next time, we will. Okay, we'll see you on the dance floor. We'll be we'll be <laughs> hanging out on the side. That's right. Thanks guys.